This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! DJ Spider! I'm back with you. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to feel your presence. I feel you listening right now. Are you are you listening? Yes. I feel I feel your ears taking in this sonic quality podcast right now. Thank you guys for being here. We've got another great guest today. Before I get to that, I got to let you know that the show is brought to you by BeatSource, the new digital music service for open format DJs. We are doing it big week after week, day after day, it feels like new things are happening on the website, on the Beatport side and the BeatSource side. Beatport just released this amazing desktop DJ player where you're able to DJ from your computer. It's insane. You can go through your tracks and pick them and mix them together, figure out how it's going to go from there before you go ahead and download them. Um, Beat Source also is integrating the offline locker. It's in the new beta of Serato, soon to be in the final version. They've also got the VIP crates, so so many of your favorite DJs are sharing with you what they're playing, and you can download their crate playlist directly into your Serato. I just found purple disco machine and i said add to playlist boom i'm djing with his crate super dope hit me if you need more info on that beat source is changing the game it's really revolutionizing how djs can share music with each other and get music for their events and it's just another amazing tool to add to your arsenal so get on beatsource.com and thank you to beatsource for making this show possible um and now on to today's guest the 20 podcast we are almost at episode 70 we've been doing a podcast every single week of the pandemic i think we've just hit 52 weeks of doing shows in the pandemic so we figured out how to do a podcast from home guys put your hands up let's go thank you for helping me thank you for dealing with it i think the first pandemic show was jco shout to him and the quality may not have been as good as this one but we're getting there um make sure you follow me on all the platforms i'm on clubhouse at dj spider dj s-p-i-d-e-r i'm on twitch at dj spider i'm on what's the other ones instagram at dj spider dj s-p-i-d-e-r i'm on twitter i can't get that one because some jerk took it so i got d-e-e J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R. Find me on all the platforms. I've also got my own Discord where I'm posting a lot of things for my subscribers on Twitch. Keep in touch. Feel free to send me a message. I get all your guys' messages, and I love talking to you on there. I love all your ideas you have for everything. Today, we have got a guest who I think is everyone's favorite person. And if she's not your favorite person, then that means you have not heard of her. So I'm very excited to introduce her to you because after you listen to this, she will become one of your favorite people as well. That is a talent that she has and she brings to the table. She's a true music head through and through. She's proven that and grown her audience 
uh, over the past year by streaming online, first with IGTV and then on to Twitch, where she's really made her mark. She now has a solid following on Twitch, where she's doing multiple shows weekly. I feel like she's on there all the time. She has a show on Thursday called Plursday, showcasing rave culture, which really speaks to me. Uh, she comes from L.A., just like I do, the L.A. rave scene. We had a lot to relate to on there with our love of R.A.W. and a lot of the DJs from this world. Um, she also showcases all kinds of dope music on there. Um, records, digital, all of it. Hip-hop, soul, uh, everything. I've seen her play a little bit of everything. A very massive range of eclectic styles on her Twitch page. So go check that out. Uh, she will make you love songs just by playing them, how into it she is and how she sings the words and acts out all the instruments. I have the greatest time just watching her Twitch page. And I can't wait to go see her in a club again live when we get out there. Uh, her record collection is also amazing, and her skill on the decks is strong. Before COVID hit, she was set to go on a massive European tour. She describes all the cities she was supposed to go to on this episode. Uh, following her past success as a tour she did in Asia and all of her many gigs in L.A. and other parts of North America, I'm sure she will get back out there once we are safe to travel. Things feel like they're moving in the right direction. I know some of you guys listening are probably in a state or a country or somewhere where you're back out there working. So I'd love to hear from you from you, what it's like out there. What are the changes like in your state, your country, your area? I'm in L.A. We're probably the most shut down right now. But we're on our way. And she's in L.A. too. So you can enjoy our Twitch pages for now. I love her energy so much. I love her taste in music. It's infectious. Uh, after you watch her, you will be searching for songs that she has made you love just by watching her play them. I'm very excited to have the incredible Spinorita on the show today. So give it up. Let's go. It's the 20 Podcast. We are super excited to have Spinorita on the show. Welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? What up? I'm so good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm just chilling uh, at home like we've been doing for 51 weeks at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> oh, not me. You know, just down to the exact day. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I think we're recording. What day is it? March uh, 4th. We're recording this. 4th, and yeah. it'll come out. My, I think my final gig was March 6th, was like the last time I DJed in public at a place. So that's crazy to think wow. about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember my last gig was at the Ace Hotel. I used to throw a party there and it was really, the last one was really fun at least. So, yeah. you know, that was, that was a good memory. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. You can like... Uh, fall back on <laughs> that just kind of <laughs> close your eyes and remember this is what it used to be like um, yeah i know the last party i did was fun too but i was so looking forward to the next weekend like i had two two gigs that i was like super excited about and i could see it all crumbling the week leading up to it i couldn't believe actually they hadn't canceled it because they kept saying nope it's still going down and i'm like Everybody yeah. in the world has shut down at this point. Like, yes. you guys still say I should fly to San Francisco on Friday? And they're like, yeah, like all the way till that morning. Like, even the morning, I remember being like, I'm glad my flight is later because there's no way this is happening. And then 
that little bit later in the day, they were like, don't fly to San Francisco. It's done. Yeah. And then the next day they're like, we're not doing that. Like, um, they're like, we're probably going to postpone about two weeks. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And now it feels like it's been like, 20 years. Two years. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, just a Twitch person now. <laughs> I'm yeah, a I'm a Twitch person. Okay. I, we, <laughs> I, that's, that's funny to think about, too, is that 51 weeks ago, did you know what Twitch was? No, I didn't. Me either. I didn't know I what Twitch was. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> like, I don't even yeah. know if I'd heard of it. Which I is, don't think so. I didn't hear about it either. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what's I that? know. And now it's like as ubiquitous as like techniques or like pioneer or like, you know, anything yeah. we talk about, like vinyl, it's like Twitch. Oh, DJs. Okay. There you go. It's like such exactly. a crazy, it's just become part of our life at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do love it though. And I do love being able to see you on Twitch and all of the amazing DJs and get to know people's true personalities. And yeah. um, I just like, I love... I love your energy on Twitch is the best. It's like infectious. You can feel it through the screen. Like you're singing all the records. You're like so into the music. Like the way that you present your stream and your DJing and the music is just so authentic and genuine. And like, it just makes me happy. Like when I'm in your stream, like watching you. So, um, thank you. Oh my gosh. Like, so many people say that and it makes me feel so good. Like, that's what I want people to feel like, you know, like we're kicking it, you know, like as if you could it feel does. like, yeah, the energy, yeah. you know, I mean, not to be corny or anything, but no, I true. love music. Like I really, really love it. So to be able to keep playing music for people is amazing. And yeah. I'm in my garage. I have room to dance. So I'm like, why not? You know, and that's really how I DJ like in real life. Like I'm dancing. Some guy came up to me one time. He's like, I just want to let you know you're badass. I'm like, because <laughs> I'm like singing to myself and I'm like, ooh, like picking a record. And he's like, I have to let you know. I'm like, man, thank you. <laughs> yes. Some small bar in Chinatown, just like chilling, you know? Yeah. But honestly, that is the lesson right there to all DJs. Enjoy what you do and play things you like and it will come across and it doesn't matter if there's one person or one million people. If you treat it all the same, that will be your defining character and that will lead to all of your success Um, because you see someone if they don't like it or if they're faking it or something. And I've had the same thing where I've done a gig and there wasn't many people there or wasn't a responsive crowd. And I Mm -hmm. was having so much fun, you know, going, damn, this mixes with this. This is crazy. I'm scratching on this part. I'm in my own world just having the best time. And these people came up and they said, I just want you to know, I know it seems like nobody here is noticing what you're doing, but we are having the greatest time just watching you DJ and we love what you're doing. And I was like, thank you. That makes me feel so good. And I'm doing it just to do it. So it doesn't matter. And and that's what we Mm -hmm. talk about on this podcast a lot, that that's where a lot of the successful DJs that that it comes from that you know the true love mm-hmm. of it will take you there it's more about that than trying to worry about all the business things you have to do that and that's stuff we can discuss and i think that's something you're good at as well uh mm-hmm. but it all comes from that dope record that you love that you want to share with people that's why yeah. i started djing was 
I'm finding all this music. I want to play it for people. I, I'm yeah. so excited to show someone that's never heard this record and see their face, listen to this record and see if they're going to be as excited as I was. So yeah. you personify that. And I think it's really cool. And people haven't checked your stream yet. They definitely should. And they will have a great time because you, you play stuff I don't even know. And I'm, you know, an older DJ. I know a lot of music, but you were playing stuff I don't know, but I'm so into it. Like I, I I'm just like having fun with you. So it's, it's yeah, great. Yeah, that's like the, that's the goal is to yeah. kind of like play classics with something people may not know about so that you can introduce new music into you know, their library, their life, you know, because a lot yeah. of people say that too. Like, I've heard stuff I've never heard before. And I'm like, yes, like, keep coming back because that's what I love to do, you know, introduce new music. Like, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and and also your musical knowledge really shines through. I think people like, I love watching like Scratch Bastard and mm -hmm. you because you guys have such a deep knowledge of the music like when scratch bastard would put on a record he'll give the backgrounds of the songwriters and how the singer was connected to this and it was inspired by this and and you were doing that too and you were talking about how in la we had a certain type of garage it was different than uk garage and coming up in the mm -hmm. rave scene it, it was like this kind of breaks and and these you know i i just even the short time hearing you even today you were i've heard you on other streams but even today mentioning all of those things it's almost like a historical lesson mixed with a DJ set and yeah. I'm smarter and I'm happier afterwards. So it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like the underlying thing for myself too is I love to um, talk about the LA landscape of music because I'm yeah. from here and growing up around like the nineties and I was like really going out um, there was so much for us to listen to, you know, like we were yeah. so spoiled in that era. I mean, there was like hip hop, there was project Blood, There was like drum and bass parties that we are both junglists. <laughs> yes. Yes. Junglist <laughs> you know, massive. Our favorite DJ, <laughs> R.A.W. forever. R.A.W. Um, so like jungle. Yeah. There was like techno industrial parties. It was house, you know, disco. So, I mean, I always want to like kind of represent that and like present yeah. it to on my radio show or on Twitch. Like um, I'm starting an electro series on my channel and I'm going to have um, Tony G, um, Arabian Prince and Des Andres like come on and and DJ Tony. We're going to interview and talk about K-Day and like how he DJed back then. But it's always like has a little underlying LA-ness to it. I love it. I love that so much. And uh, Arabian Prince, I was watching him uh, build a computer on Twitch today, actually, <laughs> which is amazing. He built and mine. He, yeah, me too. So uh, oh, yeah. he's the best. <laughs> he was on. He was on this podcast. Such a great episode. So many amazing stories. I mean, the historical things that he knows about LA are unbelievable. I mean, because yeah. he he might be a little bit older than us, and I know I'm pretty old in the DJ scene. And he was <laughs> telling me about these crazy DJ battles at the LA Convention Center and uh -huh. real, real historical shit. And and just how he's been into computer science and computer building and video games since back then as well. And um, he yeah. got me into the PC game and built me my computer, linked me up with the EVGA people. So shout to Yep. joe at evga and all of them yes. um and yeah once you get your pc did wait have you been using the computer he built yet he, he's coming to set it up for me so it's okay. here 
it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it has lights. That's all yes. I know. I'm, I'm a Mac person, but PC, I know. when I was at, at a nine to five, I had, you know, the office PC, but now right. it's like, God damn, like there's like just all lights and the keyboard lit yeah. up and right. I'm ready. I'm ready to use it. Like it's, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I, when I first started streaming, cause I didn't know anything. I didn't know right. what to do, where Same. to go. So I bought a MacBook Pro thinking that was the best computer for straight, you know, Mac is supposed to be the best. And right. apparently it's not. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> no. great. Isn't that crazy? I know. Same. I, I, I had two computers. I'm like, I'm ready to go. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy a new Mac. And it, it was not it. Like the PCs can just communicate with OBS and with the streaming programs better where it's almost like the Mac needs like a translator or something that's the only yeah. way my brain can comprehend it because once i switch to the pc i'm like oh i don't have to mess with the settings anymore everything looks so fluid like you're looking through a window or a mirror it's just like how it's supposed to look so it's yeah. the pc thing changed my life of the streaming world made it so much easier and so much better and arabian yeah. prince but besides that he's legendary in that music game so i can't wait to see that stream that's going to be so much fun to watch and so educational yeah, it's gonna um, be fun. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm like shit, you know, get all that yeah. music together. But it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be super fun. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be great. Um, and so speaking of yeah, so you grew up. I grew up in L.A. You grew up in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm probably like a little older than you, but um, I think we both came up in the rave scene. Um, mm -hmm. which sometimes surprises people, you know, when I talk about it, cause I, some people got to know me in different times in my life and are like, well, you're like a Vegas, you know, mainstream DJ or this and that. And I'm like, I come from that yeah. world. Like I went to the first insomniac parties where Pasquale was there with the crazy oh, yeah. carpet coat thing. And they're breaking into <laughs> warehouses down on Hope street and downtown mm -hmm. and the cops would come and kick us out we'd have to scatter like roaches and jump in our cars yes. and be like where's the after party or like where's the next one <laughs> and uh and you know we in order even just to get there like you'd have to get the phone number to call that would yep. send you to the map point and you s hit some little weird closed down store and yes. pay the dude 20 bucks <laughs> some random give you a, pool yeah yeah some random pool would give you a flyer and tell you okay hope and eighth and go and 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 say this and here's your ticket, you know, and then you go in and they have generators with yes. R.A.W. and people. So that was my life. Uh, then I think your life. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, how did you first, well, I guess, um, to clarify, what years were you going to raves or when did you start? I think it was like maybe 96 like around 96, 97, okay. I was still in high school. Um, so I had like a crazy curfew. I had to be home at one and you know, like raves start at one. So it'd be like the first ones there. I'm mean, like, I'm going, I don't care. I spent 50 bucks, had to drive to Melrose to get yeah. our tickets. Yep. Um, so one of my favorite memories is that like, I think my first rave I went to, um, we went to beat knocked off to buy the ticket. And then we got there at, I think like, 11 or 10 30 and they're still like messing with the sound like no one's there you know it's just like right. a few people but the first song i heard on the big sound sound system was um black cow by steely dan and i was like what is this song this song is dope 
dope. Like, what the <laughs> hell is it? I, I had never heard wow. it. And I heard it on like a big sound system at a rave. And every, I always use that as a trivia question. If I want to give something away, I'm like, what was the song I heard at my first rave? And it was Black Cow by Steely Dan. And that like changed my whole life i'm like whoa and then we had to leave by 1 a.m <laughs> so oh my god we try to cram in as much music and like head you know remember you used to put your head in the speaker like head banging in the speaker and oh stuff my god. And that's like i think people have like ptsd that's like my ptsd i'm like why did i do that like i have crazy tinnitus now like it never my ears have been ringing <laughs> for like at least seven to probably 10 years straight at this point like i remember the night like it would always go and go away but i remember the night it never went away and then now it's just been forever and i always flash back to like why the fuck was my head in the speaker and i was right in front of it you know and the bass and so yes i do remember that and i wish that uh earplugs would have been more prevalent back then and people would have been like yo wear earplugs because i didn't even realize like at the time that that could happen uh, you know it's it's people are all you kids out there watch out you know it's <laughs> you're gonna have <laughs> ringing ass face, ears yeah, yeah i wanted it i was like yeah i want to feel it you wanted to feel it you didn't want to i know even if you did have earplugs you're like ah, fuck this and then, like, i know <laughs> you i know just wanted, yeah yeah well, now we were I'm teenagers like, at the time it was like we're invincible like what could happen what's yeah, what's bad nothing you know? will happen to us <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it was the beginning of, of all that because like you said, I probably started going in like 92 or 93 and then mm-hmm. uh, around 95, 96, I moved out of LA so that I left the LA rave scene at that point and was trying to go to ones in the Bay Area and stuff while I was mm-hmm. up there. And um, the I don't even know if jungle and drum and bass was a thing yet in 92 and 93. I feel like it was hardcore. It was a mix of like Mm -hmm. hardcore Hardcore. and happy hardcore, which was the same tempo as hip hop because it was like 190 BPM or something. And um, so it was like you could they would double time the hip hop with it and then breaks and like breaks were like they would take the same break beat they would use in a in a hip-hop song but make it like 140 bpm or something you know and Mm -hmm. like dj dan would do like a break set you know and then ron d core would come on and do do like the hardcore like in your face everybody in the thing and yeah and i yeah and then raw and them would i feel like they would just play like fast breaks i remember and then Mm -hmm. slowly this jungle music started coming and it was coming from london and it was this new thing where they were taking that amen break and they were taking the james brown break and it was super sped up like 170 180 something bpm and but it had hip-hop samples and it had bass like hip-hop and i'm like yo this is crazy like this I, this relates to all the hip hop that I like, you know, because I was finding mm-hmm. Wu-Tang Clan and all these crazy groups, Tribe Called Quest. And at that time, like, what are De La Soul and Jungle Brothers? And and so it sort of yep. went hand in hand with that. And then I remember seeing R.A.W., like we mentioned, and they would do a four turntable set. And he'd be up there with either like DJ Trance or Curious or Oscar de Grouch. Mm-hmm. And yep. one person would put an acapella and then put the drum and bass under it. And it would be halftime. And it just yeah. blew my mind. I was like, I, I, I don't have turntables or anything, but this is what I want to do. So I remember my right. my friend got his turntables and we had a Mob Deep 
uh, it was a Mob Deep 12 inch, and I think it had Shook Ones or whatever it was, the acapella. And then we had like two uh-huh. jungle records, and we would just practice like <laughs> trying to put our one acapella over our jungle records over and over yeah. and over. And, you know, that was the beginning of all of it. Um, yeah. So, and then yeah. like ju- jungle and hip hop parties became big. Like I remember seeing hip hop DJs with jungle DJs. Yeah. And that's what I kind of graduated into after like the big raves. I would just focus on going to like the jungle and hip hop parties. So yep. even when I moved to the Bay, I went to college um, at San Francisco, San Francisco State. And when I got up there, I was still a jungleist. So I'm like, where do I listen to jungle? Yeah. Um, and I met. That's where I met Steve Wonder. He was DJing yes. at, um, I'm forgetting the name of the spot, but it was Steve and Halo. Um, they yep. were DJing upstairs in the hip hop room and then downstairs would be the jungle room. So it was amazing. I was like, yes, I found it. You know, <laughs> I found my yeah. place. And I, uh, I remember being like, these dudes are dope. Like if I ever DJed, they're dope. You know, like, I mean, it didn't <laughs> cross my mind to become a DJ until later, actually. Right. I started when I was around 30. So it's kind of like, I guess, later in the game for stuff. Yeah. But um, I I kind of always put a, a barrier like, nah, I can't learn that. No way. But everybody would always say, like, you listen to so much music and stuff I don't know. You should, like, DJ. And I'm like, I don't know. How- it's too expensive. You know, like, right. I don't True. I don't have equipment all the barriers you put in front of yourself. And then finally I said, fuck it. <laughs> Why not? You know? So Good. glad you did. I guess it was like, yeah, me but too. It, but it's that is a long, so that is a long time to be in the world and then, and, and then wait to start your DJ career, you know, um, mm-hmm. when, and so when you said you started DJing, what was the evolution with that? Like, I guess, Two questions. How did you actually first start? Like, did you just say, I'm going to go buy things? Or did you have a friend where you got to practice and they kind of helped you get into it? Um, and then um, how did you become a professional DJ? Or were you like working in the day and DJing at night? I know I did that for a very long time. Yeah. So I had um, my best friend. She was throwing a New Year's Eve party and she knew I was talking about becoming a DJ for a while. Like, I want to do it. You know, I should do it. So she hit me up. She's like, why don't you DJ the New Year's Eve party? Like, you be the DJ. And I'm like, okay. I had a bunch of vinyl. I mean, I didn't know how to mix, but she's like, you be the DJ. Like, get your stuff. So I, my brother bought me my 1200 and my mixer at a pawn shop. And then I bought my other 1200 on Craigslist. And all the homies went with me to to make sure the Craigslist dude wasn't weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You need that. Being cool. Yeah. You you know, back then. A lot of weird um, so, Craigslist dudes out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we set up everything for her party. And, you know, it was just like pretty much throwing records on. It wasn't like really, you know, trying. But I think um, watching Friends and I didn't take it seriously for a while. I was kind of like, eh. And then finally, I would say maybe a couple years after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to get Serato. I got Serato, the SL2 box. Um yeah. And that just like opened it up for me where I was like, Ooh, I could play my MP3s. Like I don't have to rely on like my small uh, record collection, which is now way bigger. Um, and then yes, I definitely worked a nine to five for like a long time. I actually got laid off in 2019 and I was planning on just DJing because I had set up a whole European tour for 2020. Um, I had 
dates booked through like the whole summer. And then I was just going to like try and move to London. That was the goal. Um, Yeah. So it was kind of, luckily I didn't invest a lot yet into the trip because um, I was still figuring out more dates. So I bought my my flight to Paris because I was starting in Paris and then COVID hit and I was like, oh, shit. like, and they were like, you should still come. Like, I think we'll be fine. You know, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if it's smart for me to go by myself, you know, so I was yeah. just going to do this tour alone. Like I was going to go alone and just like explore the world. I went to Japan the year before by myself and I was like, I, I can do it. Yeah. Um, and everything was going so smooth. Like I was getting gigs all over, like Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, London, Paris, Amsterdam. Like, oh gosh, it was just lining up. And right. when COVID hit, it was just that depressing feeling of like, I don't think it's going to happen, you know? And yeah. everything I had planned just, you know, obviously just went up in smoke. Um and then I kind of was like, you know what? I like this break because I was DJing a lot in LA. Like I would DJ all the time. Um, so it felt kind of nice at first for the break. And then yeah. I jumped on IG Live. I think like everybody did. They jumped on IG right. Live, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once we saw everyone else doing it and D-Nice and, you know, the mm-hmm. world sort of reacting to it and realizing, okay, everybody wants music. Everybody wants DJs. This is our way to connect. And way to speak to each other through music so it was the thing to do and then all yeah. the copyright crap started happening that's so interesting yeah. though so so you were going to move to london which actually makes sense because um i know london it's funny i used to say that's probably one of the only other cities i feel like i could live in i love mm-hmm. it there so much i love the Me music too. i love the open-mindedness of the music i remember going there when i was 18 or 19 and I, like we were both into jungle so it was yeah i mean i went and saw dj hype uh mm-hmm. i went to everything i went to nikki black market store i bought i would buy wow. those uh big they would have these like folders full of tapes they would record a rave and it would be Uh eight hours and so you would buy eight cassette tapes and it was every hour of the rave and so it'd be like nikki black market with you know tc islam on the mc and then Uh each thing and so i remember going there buying that and i was so intimidated too at the time because it was like nikki black market was like the guy at the store and um, yeah, you're yeah, like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And we went to all the amazing clubs. We went to all these underground raves in London, me and my friend, and just explored. And um and it was the first time I remember going to this tiny bar, uh, I forget what it was called, but we went down and there was this guy who now I mean we know, but at the time I didn't know. It was Giles Peterson and oh, he was God. DJing. And I mean, it blew my mind. You know, he was the, it was the greatest thing I had ever heard. And and I love drum and bass and I love all that, but it was true open format DJ. It was just true DJing, but it's what everybody says mm-hmm. now, open format and no genres. He was mixing right. every style of music, like all types of global music from all over the world, all with vinyl, mixed with like Dilla and hip hop and dope things that mm-hmm. I loved. He was using the mixer in a crazy way. I'd never seen anyone loop things like live because we're on vinyl. This is way back in the day. 
Um, so yeah, I got, you know, all that such an influence. So I understand why you would want to move to London. I feel like you would fit in so well and you'd have a great time and who knows, maybe that's in the cards in your future one day. Um, this is just a time. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of the world. Yeah. Telling you to chill, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Chill. And then, and then of course I got back into, you know, hustle mode and had a bunch of fun on IG live, but honestly, dude, like my it was so funny i didn't know anything about broadcasting i mean i've worked in entertainment luckily that was the it was cool because i worked in entertainment as my nine to five so i so worked what in was, like the film industry oh okay i was um i was working in the film industry i also worked at abv records in oakland so oh wow you Amazing. know um yeah Defari. like historical defar i was just gonna say defar you know i have every abv records 12 inch yeah all that so dope. Yeah. that's yeah. crazy um, and then I also worked at a couple labels in one in San Francisco here when I moved to Los Angeles. Um, so I've had that, you know, entertainment background, which yeah. they're kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of understanding when you want to, when you have to DJ, but then I got in the corporate and I was at Fox studios and oh. there you, you basically, set your own schedule so it was lucky because that really was yeah. like my side job djing was my full time i would dj all the time like mo- right. monday tuesday you know so i'd go to work at like 11 like and my homie would be like did you dj last night i'm like yes <laughs> so um <laughs> so yeah i was at fox for a few like pretty good amount of years and then yeah i was ready to just take on the world as a dj um and now i feel like i'm a broadcaster you know i, I produce <laughs> A sh- right. four shows a week on Twitch. Um, and, but I, I, I love, like, I love to play music for people. I love to be yeah. creative and I love putting like m- music together. That is challenging. Like I'll put like a broken beat record with, you know, an old funk song, like try, you know, like listen to drums yeah. and, and just like try it. And I think that's just, it's super fun to, do that in front of people and they appreciate it because they're like oh what's this song oh i know that song but i don't know this one coming in like what so it's just super i i love i love what i do super excited about it yeah that's so cool and and where did you get uh besides the raves where were your musical influences coming from like to be such an avid music listener and to even be collecting vinyl while not planning to be a DJ, what got you into vinyl collecting and how did your music tastes progress to be so like eclectic and all over the place? Um, definitely my family. Uh, I come from a kind of a big family and everybody was listening to everything and I'm the youngest. So I'd soaked in okay. all their, you know, all their influences. So my brother would listen to like high energy disco. He was going to Florentine garden circus, all that whole yeah. like freestyle era. My other brother was super into classic rock. And my sister is six years older than me. She was hella cool. She would take me out with her. So she's the one that would take me to like the arena. Any, you know, we used to go to this industrial techno club that also had a hip hop room in it. It was really crazy (laughs) in Hollywood. Um, And uh, we loved hip hop. Oh my God. I have to, I have to ask her what it was called, but they used to, so I'd go with her and her friends and they'd um, pass her ID back to me, like to make oh, sure yeah. I could get in. Cause I was like younger than them. I remember um, that technique. Yeah. I remember that. Like where you'd have yeah. to be like, all right, like, there you go. <laughs> it was like, we had yeah. to learn like sleight of hand, like magician, like, yes. Okay. Back. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So, and then 
I started getting, I was always in hip hop and I met some friends when I moved to the Bay and I'd always come back to LA for the summer and I started going to Project Bloat with them. So it was all in that whole, you know, scenario. So friends, family, um, and just loving to like find new music. It's like my shit. I love like Bandcamp Fridays or just Bandcamp in general, any day. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how much money am I going to spend today? Right? I know. That's why when people say to me, like, now everyone has the same, you know, music library or I don't want to use streaming because this and that. I said, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I go to Bandcamp. I'll buy so much stuff and then I'll make my mm-hmm. own edits and I'll download off all the record pools. And then I'll also use BeatSource, you know, in the streaming and, mm-hmm. and whatever I want to do. I'll tap into my records. Like not everyone's going to have the same collection. Even if they did, they wouldn't use it the same way. But Bandcamp is a exactly. huge resource that I think people forget about. It's a way to support the other DJs, producers, and artists because they get a massive mm-hmm. cut of it, especially on the Bandcamp Fridays. So I'd rather, yeah. sometimes I'd rather buy all their stuff on Bandcamp than subscribe to their Twitch because you're giving 50% to Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> um, that's the funny thing with the subs. Like, I always want a sub, but at the same time, I'm giving half to Twitch every single time. Like, I'd rather have a I button know. that's called like, go straight to the dj button you know like that's yeah why exactly going on patreon and Bandcamp, i think helps them a lot a lot more and sub i'm not telling yeah. people don't sub throw throw them bits <laughs> um. throw the bits all the new all the new terminology we say now as djs right oh, like that's so, so funny, funny. Right? like thanks for the bits thanks for the subs like i right. love you you love everyone like but i think yeah one of the most amazing things about twitch is the is the community like i remember when i was first on it thinking are people really being this nice really like everyone's like love hearts i'm like wait you like this like i don't know i I just was was thinking all strangers like it would be some friends but then it would just be people starting to follow and just saying like we love it oh my god this song is dope we love your style i'm like whoa you guys are really nice it's so positive i mean i don't know so if you positive notice no, that I've, but... I've been saying that that's what i would say to people like i guess there is this dark underbelly and uh toxic side of everything in twitch and discord mm-hmm. but for the most part it has been the most positive social media uh thing that i've been a part of then that i've Mm -hmm. been able to witness especially the dj side of things i guess in the gamer communities there can be other problems and things happening right Uh, but to me watching disc uh, like especially the big discords like for kenny beats and these people that have these massive discords uh, Mm -hmm. you'll see these people from around the world helping each other with things whether it's monetarily whether it's educational whether it's mental uh just uh, hey how you doing i hope you're okay or this is what i have learned how to feel better while i have anxiety i mean anything they're all helping each other and same within the streams and and for example um you're you know there's a huge problem going on in in the u.s right now with people uh asian people getting attacked Uh, out of nowhere Mm -hmm. which is just absolutely horrible and there needs to be more um you know like awareness information yeah awareness i I can't think Mm -hmm. right now there needs to be more awareness about that in the world right now i think and um i've seen this happen with everything over the past years twitch djs coming together to 
create this awareness, whether it's to help someone like Audio One who had a stroke on stream mm-hmm. and we're all going to help him get better and get back and not have to worry about the money or um, help Georgia flip and vote the right way or get yeah. Donald Trump out or, you know, now this. So I see that you're part of this huge um, three day festival online festival mm-hmm. raid train type thing to raise awareness and i think that's representative of the culture that's being built on twitch and the positivity and how it can yeah. go from everybody saying uh it's just like the internet dude or like you're just streaming like no this can affect real change in the world um you know mm-hmm. what i mean we're this is real, you know, and it's real money. People get paid off Twitch if they really put in a lot of time. So yeah, as much as people yeah. want to, if, if there are people hating on it, like you're tripping. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like my job now, you know, like I treat it yeah. like my job, like my business. And it's really what I wanted to do anyways. Like I said, I wanted right. to be a full-time DJ. And when um, my dream crashed, <laughs> I thought that, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So I had to turn to IG live, but I will shout out my homies, darling Chuck for sure. Cut corners, like um, for influencing me to get on. Cause there it was a while yep. where I was like, I don't even want to do it. You know, you're kind of depressed. Yeah. Like it was like when everything was oh, kind of, you, you didn't know what to do. You're just like, I can't leave. Like, what do you mean? I, I can't go anywhere. Um, yep. So I, I did that. And um yeah, like I said earlier, my angle was all off. I'm in my garage, so the the sun would be coming in, washing me all out, and it was hot <laughs> in here. But I was still getting it. Like I was still like playing and having a great time. I started something called Sunday School, so I'd play every Sunday, and then um, Twitch came along, and I think it was it was definitely hard for me to get on at first. It was not you know, as simple as IG, like where you just press your button and you're live and, you know, you could listen yeah. and, and just watch. Um, there was sure. more to yeah. it. And I thought I was like, I'm dumb. I can't, I don't get it. Like, I don't the internet doesn't work. It's buffering. Like, why does, you know, so what's an yeah. audio interface? Like, you know, like <laughs> what's so, OBS? Um, yeah. Yeah. What's OBS. And so once, you know, friends helped out and, um, I think even DJ city had videos. People started like providing videos and that's how like the community came along to help to help too, was that, um, there'd be videos on like how to start streaming and I'd watch those and I'd still be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then (laughs) finally, like, yeah, it was like a couple months where it would work and it wouldn't work. And then in August one night I tried it and it worked. And like seven of my friends are in there and I was like, all right, y'all, I'm going to commit to every day in August, except Saturdays, two hours a day. I'm just going to stream and see what happens. And man, like, yeah, it was. And, and, my stream like grew so fast i was not sure that's why i was like everyone's so nice here and like there's a lot of people in here what the heck like i started with seven and then it would jump yeah. to like 20 25 and then 50 and i was like whoa right. there's like 50 and for a long time like ig was like you'd get a few way less people and for way less time because their phone would ring or they would text like you couldn't do yeah. it on twitch people are in there for four hours with you if you sometimes you know and you're like holy yes. shit yes. yeah that's so, true it's, but that initial been, thing you did must mm-hmm. have really built it up. I mean, every day for two hours a day, that's dedication. Um, but that's yeah. really how you're going to build a channel and a following and do it. Yeah. Yeah. It really helped out. And I believe 
also being involved in the community, like watching other people's streams, like yes. talking to folks, just like being a part of it, you know, not just jumping on a stream and then be like, all right, peace. I don't watch. I, I watch so many people on Twitch and it's yep. inspiring. It's fun. Yours is fun. I remember you had like a shirt on under your sweater and you're like, what is, what shirt is this? What do I have on? I'm like, I think I said like a swap meet t-shirt or something <laughs> like that. I think I you had like a dog, the dog pound or something. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Like it, our personalities start to shine. And I think that's where yeah. you can also be successful too on Twitch is like just being yourself and having a good time and, and, and not worrying about the numbers and I get it. Everyone wants to be successful. But right. I think once you're tapped into just like having a good time and providing a space for people to come have a good uh, fun, you know, and you're having fun, that's like the best feeling. Yeah, no, no, I agree 100%. And I love the the personality thing. And I went through the same struggles of, oh, I got to be this kind of person. I don't know how to do this. I'm nervous. Am I supposed to DJ like I'm in a big club? Am I supposed to DJ like I'm at the do over? Like, what am I even mm -hmm. doing? And, um, it took a f it takes a few times to to loosen up you have to really put yourself out there and you have to really not worry about perfection um which yeah. worrying about perfection is probably just another way of saying you're scared or you're fearful <laughs> of what other people are gonna think which yeah. you have to get out of your head and it's like you said just start in your garage with the sun washing you out just do yeah. it you know if it's something you want to do i mean sometimes people say like well this isn't what i want to do and i don't want to be shamed if i'm working on beats that's great work on beats i'm not yeah. telling you you have to do it but if you want right. to do it don't do the making excuse thing of well i don't have the right cam or the right light like you said you have a very successful stream you've been doing this for a long time you've been booked on really big other streams and everybody knows you on there now and you don't even have your pc set up yet you know you're just getting it set up so everything is a constant step up and if you're worried about um what's gonna what it's gonna look like the first time you're never gonna get anywhere so i think that that's a good lesson from from the way you approached it yeah i mean we're all learning there's something to learn every day i mean i learned about every the day. emote like the bit emote spaces you know the channel point redemptions i mean i didn't, I didn't know anything about twitch it was all just you know, know. regular Wait, what's the what's the bit emote space thing so okay so let's say you need more emote spaces and you don't have like if you don't have partner yet or anything like that that yeah. you can use the bit emote spaces as um extra extra emotes so it's set by like if somebody sends you a thousand bits, five thousand bits, ten thousand, um, yeah. you can put an emote in there and they will have access to it once they do that. Oh, that's new. I feel like they just put that in like a month ago or something. But I see what you're saying. So you can say, oh, anyone who's cheered over this amount of bits in their like career of watching you or whatever it is, mm -hmm. they will get a special emote. But yes. you also have access to that emote at all times because it's in your account. Um, whether yeah. you're a partner or affiliate or whatever you need. Oh, got it. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about, oh, well, I don't have 6,000 subscribers to have 38 emotes or something. Yeah. 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 Got it. For sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind little, of a little trick. Little tips. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The little tricks. Everybody helps each other out too. I think my homeboy told me about it and I was like, tight, you know, like yeah. here, let's put some extra ones. Yeah. I know. And yeah, talk about people coming together. Like exactly. The, someone, I needed someone to help me with emotes. I mean, this guy 
play DJ EJ. Like, I don't know him in real life, but now he's helped me out and I appreciate it so much and I would love to help him out. And he creates emotes for me and hits me up. Hey, this is a cool idea. And it's just great to, to connect with other creative people through this and to feel the positivity and the helping factor that we're all there for each other. Even though like DJing can be a competitive type thing because we're our own people. We're like boxers that have to like step in the ring and, you know, get our own promoter to coach, you know, same world, but it's different. And within all of this, we're able to really support each other and help um, the ones that are open to that. I'm sure there's people out there not, but I feel like this has brought everybody together. I'm proud of the DJ community and how it has reacted within the COVID and pandemic and all that stuff. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, And the other cool thing is I feel like the gender inequality that was prevalent in the booking world of DJing, um, probably even more so in the hip hop and open format type world. I know the EDM world Mm -hmm. has more women producers and DJs and is a little more open to it, but even that probably isn't as good. But this really shows it like, hey, guys, there's a lot of women out there that are killing it and are really dope and Mm -hmm. deserve just as much shine as anybody else. So... Um, what was going on before this? You know, like, what, yeah. why? And, and like you said, you had a whole tour booked. I mean, people are doing things. I'm not like saying, oh, people should be like, what was me and this and that. But yeah. but it, it just shows that there may have been an inequality within the booking part of things because there is a lot of talent out there that is not getting tapped in. So I love to see uh, the women shine on Twitch and beyond and yeah. show the guys what's up and a lot of guys just kind of crawl back in a hole like oh no like upset you know it's like (laughs) sorry man work yeah i feel like i i had to um throw my own parties just to yeah you know do what i loved you know like i i always tell myself like create an opportunity don't wait for an opportunity um so all the music I really like was not a big club type of thing. You know, it's not like I'm going to be in Vegas playing like broken beat or whatever, like at a huge club. So I knew that and I was okay with that. So I would book myself or like start parties where I knew I could get a budget and bring in guest DJs that I really liked and play what I love, you know? And to also, um, I guess kind of represent as a woman, like, Hey, I do, I do my shit, you know, and I'm not going to wait for somebody to, try and book me and i think um when i started really taking djing seriously like taking more gigs um i threw a party at my friend's store in highland park that was just like my website launch but it was like my new logo i was kind of owning spinorita and yeah so many people came i was like whoa like my family my friends strangers they were just out there like hella people after that i started getting booked like super regular like everyone was hitting me up like yo what up we want to book you i used to dj once a month in front of my friend's store mi viva um for the uh northeast la art walk and i met a lot of people there too because i'd be on the corner just djing for four hours bring all my equipment (laughs) yeah but i knew i'm like this is this is practice this is like gonna put me out there so i i loved it i'm like 
whatever, I'll bring all my stuff. And then I started getting bookings and I started like just really putting it out there and being myself, you know, like I was, I'm like, yeah. I know I'm not a big room DJ and I'm all right with that. Like I, that's a whole other skill that I admire. Um, but I had to be true to myself and play the stuff I like. And cause I know right. I'm good at it, you know, like I wouldn't be yeah. good at that. I'd probably be like, uh, you know, like it wouldn't be as fun. Um, yeah. so, so yeah. So then I think women, we just took to our own, we're like, we're just going to throw our own stuff, you know, like I'm going to wait for somebody to, to book us and, you know, why wait? Why, I'm always like, why wait? Let's just throw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just do that's, it. That's yeah. so true. I, what a good idea too, to have the website launch party. Um, I, I didn't even, you know, I've never thought of that. And the, the way that kicked everything off. And I think that's just a great lesson to everybody. Don't wait around. It's just like anything else, like inspiration to make music. You could wait around to get inspired or you just sit down and make it happen you know and same with yeah. uh, getting booked as a dj oh i need a manager oh i gotta do this oh i gotta go network with these people yes sure all of that could help but throwing your own party taking things into your own hands and not waiting is a way mm -hmm. to make stuff happen too and also putting yourself out there doing it like you said bringing all your equipment doing that art walk being around people that you think would want to come to your parties and would be a fan of and mm -hmm. sort of in the same mindset as you about music, uh, put yourself in those places and it will start going in the right direction rather than waiting yeah. around or hoping that you get in this or trying to be something you're not. I think that's a yeah. mistake every everybody makes too. If you lean into who you are and people see that you're authentic and genuine, just like we discussed in the beginning of the episode, that is the best you know you of course yeah. you could maybe be good at something that you don't like but um that will sh not give you longevity i don't think yeah i don't think so i think you could tell too you know when somebody is not fully in it you yeah, know um sure. and i never want to feel like that i don't want to feel like that so i don't take gigs that i know i'm probably not the best candidate for so i'll just like right. suggest someone else i'll be like look this person is bomb at that like you should definitely book them um i'm learning to get better at saying you know no or or declining stuff um because when i was djing irl i was like djing all the time i would take like right. all the gigs you know and i was like tired and i was but i was building my name too so it was kind of like yeah. a double-edged sword um, right. but I think once the, the tour started coming along and I was like, wow, like people really are interested in booking me internationally. They know my radio show. I think I can start saying no to like some gigs, you know? Um, and it just wasn't like the budgets were low. I'm like, why am I still doing $50 gigs when I'm bringing all this vinyl? And you know, I don't know. It's just yeah. like that worth the worth, like what's your worth. And I yeah. always, it's so hard to, it's so hard to even deal with that too. You know, I think too, as a woman DJ, like we don't, I don't know, like, where do I start my, my rate at, you know, where do I go now? You know, stuff right. like that. So interesting yeah. too. That's an endless struggle. Even now. I mean, if people hit me, how much is this a digital gig or this? And I'm like, what's your budget? They're like, what's your rate? I'm like, <laughs> yes. What's, uh... what's your budget again? What's your rate again? <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody break back and forth like just yeah tell me. and i love that too because then they they keep pushing you no just tell me your rate how about just just your approx just give me your approximate rate mm -hmm. and i'll and then and they'll go we don't even have a budget and i'll go okay this much oh that's way out of our budget i thought you didn't have the budget what do you <laughs> right, mean great 
You could have just told me you only want to spend eight dollars, and then we could have ended this conversation way earlier. <laughs> yes. You know, like yeah, uh, or you mess up and say like, oh, you're thinking, well, I don't want to charge too much, and then you find out they have like they could have given you oh way more, and you're like, that's the worst. It. You know, you're, so like, it's you're like, I'll do it for like a thousand. And they're like, what? Yeah. Oh, we thought you were going to say 10,000. You're like, no, I mean, yeah. I meant 10,000. <laughs> I meant 1,000 was me? the deposit. We need the 9,000 yeah. when I get there. That's, I said yes. it must have broken up on. Yeah, it's like, that's always the hardest thing of negotiating. I tell everybody, start high, start high. What do you have to mm-hmm. lose? As long, I mean, don't start high if you're not, if you've never done anything or you suck, but like. If you know you've got some worth and something to bring to the table, you know what you're doing. Start high because it's just like going to a restaurant. Like if you go to a restaurant and they have like Toro sushi or a lobster and it's like three dollars, you're like, nah, like something's wrong with this. Like you can't even get this for this much. So like there's a reason it's going to be gross. It's going to be bad. I'm going to get sick. Same with a DJ. DJ's like, oh, I got you. I'll do it for $15. You're like, okay, you're the worst DJ in the world. So if you come to them with $10,000 or $5,000, you know, say, oh, I usually get this. And, you you know, then they're like, wait, maybe this person is worth this amount of money and they're going to bring something to the table. And then that just begins the negotiation as well. So you start at five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but you really would be cool with fifteen hundred bucks, and you'd be super happy. Then they feel yeah. like they're getting the best deal ever by giving you fifteen hundred bucks, and you're like, "Hey, yes. this pays my rent," you know. So, I think that's yes. a negotiation tactic that people they get in their own head and they get too scared to say the number, and they mm-hmm. feel like they're going to scare the person away. When in reality, it might just help and, and impress the people and put them in a, in a different level. And yes, I'm sure I've priced myself out of gigs, but you gotta, what would you rather do? You know, get a tiny amount of money and be pissed off or try to get what you're worth. Exactly. That's what I've been thinking about. Like the DJs that I look up to or admire, like they weren't DJing as much as I was cause they weren't taking the $50 gig, you know, they were holding right. out for what they're worth. And so now I understand like before I was like, no, I got to take everything, you know, I got to be yeah. out there. I got to, um, but no is a powerful word. Realize. Like when you say no <clears throat> to people, a lot of times I, no has gotten me a lot of things because I just <clears throat> straight up be like, no, and they're like, well, what do you mean? But can we figure it out? I'm like, no. I'm like, and yeah. then it, they go into crazy mode. Like, okay, well, well, then how can we make this happen? Because you're just sticking to your principles and and saying no, that's not, it's not worth it. Um, and yeah. that can that in a way can lead. You have to be ready to be there. You know, there's a fine line uh, between yeah. being able to do it or not, or just being like delusional jerk <laughs> but <laughs> <Yes>. i think <laughs> but but like i think you're right you know it's the same thing like there comes a point where same i was doing these bar gigs 100 bucks 150 bucks i was doing them every night of my life and i was doing it was i was working all the time it was exactly what i wanted to do but you burn yourself yeah. out and then when i got a gig yeah. for a lot of money i was like whoa you can like tell them you want like thousands of dollars and then yeah. make it happen and so it's like it started opening my eyes to like different things and what are they looking for for that money and like what worth and value can i bring to them what why are they paying that much money like what is their motivation and you have to look at like mm-hmm. is it a bar is it a club is it a social media type thing is it a private event for this is it a charity event yeah. you have to look at what they want and then really try to 
dig deep to see if you can figure out the budget. That helps a lot and it'll help your mental thing about it. But um, it's a whole art that you just have to keep working on. I'm still working on it um, as well. Yeah. I mean, now that we're in the digital space, like on Twitch, there's stuff to offer here too now. You know, like now that I feel like I have the PC, I have so much more things I can do. I can do graphics. Like I can... I can do, I mean, Arabian Prince is like, you can do a lot now. And I'm like, okay, teach me. Cause yeah. <laughs> that's the next step is like leveling up is just yep. learning the next thing. You know, like yeah. um, I finally got on Twitch. That was, that was the first step. And I right. told myself, okay, now you got to get the light. Now you got to get the green screen. Now you get the cool lights, exactly. you know, it's like, it's always evolving. So if anybody feels like, oh, I can't do it. I don't have this. I don't have that. Man, I started with the garage light, you know, I didn't yep. have anything super fancy. I mean, the most fanciest thing was the MacBook Pro. Um, right. And and the the camera I brought, like, to use, it didn't even work with it. So I had to, I've been using the webcam on the MacBook Pro as my camera. So you can do it. It's not... <laughs> you. Is it, that what you, you use now still? Mm-hmm. That's what I use now. Yeah. So I'm waiting to get, I have two cameras ready to go, you know, like two awesome cameras um, right. to have different angles too. Like I want to have an angle when I'm looking for a record. Cause I just go off the dome for most of my sets. Yeah. So I'll be over here and I'm like, damn, I have my back to them, you know? So I'm trying yeah. to like figure out what's, what's dynamic. No, that's a good fun. one. I love that, that angle. I, I, um, I was DJing Tuesday night and then I raided, mm-hmm. Iku Soul, that guy mm-hmm. in Yokohama, yeah. Japan. And mm-hmm. his setup is so dope. He plays all vinyl, all funk, soul, classic rock, you know, probably a Steely Dan song you're talking about. Like just dope, <laughs> dope shit like that. And his record wall is next level. And just the whole cafe he's DJing in. I don't even know what the place is, but one day yeah. my goal is, is to go to Yokohama and hang with that dude in that place. <laughs> And be like, I'm raiding you in stream. real life. <laughs> and, yeah, stream uh, with him. Yeah. Hey, yo, here we go. Twitch connection. Um, but he has a camera that every time he goes to pull his record, he switches. And it goes to that. And you get to watch him look through the records. And I love that. It mm-hmm. keeps me entertained on it. And I feel like I'm with him on that side of it. So I think that's a smart angle to do. And you can use your phone. I mean, yeah. there's an app called... Yeah. Um, uh, OBS camera for phones mm. and um, you can literally like plug your phone in and the camera on our iPhones is so good. It's better than sometimes yeah. these five hundred, eight hundred dollar cameras that you're going to get. Um, so I know Four Color Zach uses that and he has one of the best streams on Twitch and he uses his his phone as the camera he told me up until recently. I don't know if he has a camera now but any. Like like you said, I mean, it's like, I think, a $10 app, and then you plug it in, and it works perfectly. Yeah, I mean, Zach is one of my favorite streams, and I did not know who Zach was before Twitch. I See, didn't, I didn't I hadn't heard about him. Yeah, I hadn't heard about him, and then my friend Serge, shout out Serge Dunn, he yeah, told Serge me about Dunn. Zach. Yeah, he told me, he's like, do you watch 4 color Zach on Twitch? I'm like, I don't know who that is. And he sent me his 420 set he did on YouTube, and I watched that, it, that was- I'm like this crazy. dude is the shit like what is this like how does he crazy. do it i'm like whoa and then bird peterson like i had edits of his but i didn't like know who he was and when i right. saw what he did for zach's channel and his crazy. specials his halloween special his christmas i'm like 
how is this happening? I love, like, I feel like we're friends, you know, we're friends from yep. Twitch. And yeah, I just, it, I admire his channel so much, you know, and, and now I have the power. No, you've got the power. Yeah, I know. Zach was one of the first people I saw to get a PC. And luckily, I had him on the podcast right around that time. So he broke it all down to me. And I was like, all mm -hmm. right, looks like I got to make the move. And then Arabian Prince came on. I was like, can I ask you a question? Uh, do you know about PCs? Yeah. I know you got a SpongeBob PC, so uh, help me yeah. out. Um, yeah, dude all... from NWA. Who knew? I'm like, what? Really? I know. Dope. It's amazing. So dope. Yeah. Um, so what about, so during all of this time, we talked about being upset and going through <laughs> times of putting our head down and being depressed and lack of motivation and you know, all the mental health things everyone discusses and it leads to anxiety and, and wanted to sleep in bed all day. Um, how have you learned anything about yourself through this year? And do you have any tips or techniques on how to stay motivated and happy or optimistic? Or are there times where you're sad and you just feel those feelings? Like, how has that been yeah. for you through the year? Um, I definitely noticed my anxiety more, um, you know, being yeah. home, staying home. Yeah. And, um, I've always, yeah, I've always had anxiety around gigs just because like, I want Same. the experience for anybody to be really good. You know, I mean, I know you can't hit perfection, right. But like, yeah. I always would be like, oh my God, I hope this set is going to be so amazing that somebody's going to love it, you know, and, and right. just putting a lot on it. Um, mm -hmm. so I know, I noticed my anxiety was pretty high. But, um, I mean, not to be cheesy, but it's music. Like whenever I'd buy a new record or get something from Bandcamp or something, I'd be super hyped to play it. Like, that's what I do. I'll listen to a song like 50 million times <laughs> and try to figure out like, okay, how am I going to fit this in a mix? Or how am I going to play this for somebody who might not yeah. know this genre? Um, so yeah, it's always like looking for new music and I'm just that type of person that I can't sit still. Like I want to do something. I want to have fun. Um, I, my family was always throwing backyard parties. So I come from that era of like yeah. my older brothers and sisters right. always had a DJ. We had a party for everything. Somebody's baptism, you know, and it would yeah. be a DJ at the baptism party or like <laughs> a baby shower. We had a DJ, you know, they like, always the had a DJ. Um, and yeah, like I'd always be in the middle of the circle dancing at, there's a story about my parents trying to find me. We were at a KOA like camping ground mm -hmm. and it was late. It was kind of late, you know, it was dark already. And my whole family was like, where is she? And everyone's looking for me. They're like, Whoa, SOS, where's she at? And, and they get to like the community center or whatever. And there's a DJ. And of course I'm in the middle and all the kids are around me watching me dance. And they're like, that's who you are. <laughs> like, that's you're just amazing. Always... Yeah. So it's like the music that keeps me going. Um, it's, you know, not being able to see my friends, but having something like Twitch or, you know, we did some Zoom stuff, you know, um, to connect and just the love of music. I love to dance. I love to act a fool. Like I'm made for Twitch. I, I don't mind being on camera. I totally right. am such a character. So 
when yeah. I'm on it, I'm just like, let's go, like, let's have fun. And, and I feel I like it. I want to provide an experience for people, you know, all around musically, a feeling. Um, and I think that's the best when somebody says that they feel it from the channel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, truly, I do. Like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm there. I like this song. She's singing every word. Like, you're closing your eyes and just, like, singing it. I'm like, oh, you know. Like, yeah. I used to make those jokes with, like, Morse code. I've been friends with Morse code forever. Another person killing it on Twitch. He's, he's a great I guy. I love that great dude. DJ. Oh, my God. Uh, We've gotten close because of Twitch. <laughs> he's great. I love him. And yeah. Ivy. Uh, Ivy. His, his girlfriend, Ivy. And I got to get her on the podcast for sure. But they, so they have an amazing set, but I've known him forever. And um, we used to go to Banana Split all the time and watch DJ AM play. Mm -hmm. And we would make these jokes that he would make us like songs that we didn't like by like, he would play some crazy song, but like be acting it out and like whatever the instruments were, he'd be like, boo doo 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 doo, like making these faces <laughs> like, ooh, you know, like that screw face. And we would be like, Oh, actually, I think I do like this song. Okay. Yeah, and then you go download it. And then I'd listen to it and be like, no, I don't think I could never play this. Like he was doing <laughs> it and it seemed great, but like it was just, you know, so, so yeah, you have that ability to get people to like the music, uh, even if they don't know it, which is hard. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. people on Twitch just play nostalgic songs that everybody knows because that's mm -hmm. what they're, they're connecting to but it's it's great to be able to introduce them to new and old music that they don't know yeah i probably saw you guys at banana split a couple of times i went to i went like dj am was man rest in peace he's like one of my favorite djs i used to go see him and just be like what like one time in frisco i went to see him i was like faded <laughs> i went to my car I grabbed all the CDs I had in my little compartment in my car. Yeah. I went up to him and I'm like, here's all my music. <laughs> it's like, thank you. Like he like took it, he probably threw it away. I don't know what he did with it, but I literally gave him like That's every great. CD. They're probably all scratched and like, but he just That's... seemed like the nicest person and yeah. he was so cool. He's like, thank you so much. Are you sure? And I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. take it. You're DJ AM, you know? And yeah. He, um, yeah, he's super influenced me to to become a DJ. That's great. Me too. He was such a huge influence on me. I still think about him every single time I DJ, no matter what. I don't know if there's anyone else in the world that still is inside my head while I'm DJing, except for him mm -hmm. and um, and his mixes, and they're just classic legendary timeless stuff that um and he was just so inspirational every single time you would see him and banana split probably for you just like me was almost a nice callback to the rave days because mm -hmm. i was like there, like you guys don't even know this is what i used to do you know like you guys think you're doing a rave this is like a hollywood bottle service got a rave yes. even though it was, it was absolutely amazing i'm not saying anything bad it was the best thing mm -hmm. ever but mm -hmm. but it was like I'm like, this is what I used to do. And it was because, you know, the Mike B uh, was was part of the party and he would open every yeah. time and set it off in the most perfect of perfect ways, you know, and play yeah. the most eclectic, amazing set of that kind of stuff. And he comes from that world as well. And he's he knows yeah. jungle and he has a jungle group, camo UFOs and um, stuff like that. So so, yeah, that was another thing I loved about Banana Split, being able to yeah. see that and see the evolution of Steve Aoki 
AM, mm-hmm. Mike B, and everyone that would come through from Justice to every yeah. classic person that's that's huge now you know that we're all influenced that's huge by. yeah yeah we go see them like what like it was yeah legendary i'm so we're so lucky to be able to all the eras we grew up through yeah. you know like the jungle and hip-hop parties even the raves back then raves nowadays are not the same i asked my nephew no. about it and they're pretty much like mini festivals like right. i told him we'd pay 50 bucks for a rave that would start what one they you know get there at one stay till like the next day and then that's yeah. it like we weren't staying the whole weekend he's like no we pay like 500 dollars. it's a whole weekend there's carnival rides and i'm like what <laughs> like, i don't even yeah. remember eating at raves was there food at raves i don't think it was even definitely food. not it was like really <laughs> yeah. hard to just get water like yeah yes like, <laughs> i got a crazy cotton mouth right now do you, do you have any water can i have a sip of your water okay thank yeah, you yeah everyone's you know? sharing <laughs> water <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not covid friendly um yeah it was like they were like okay let me give you a massage take a sip of my water um yeah, yeah it was it, there was no food if there was food well also i i don't think i was hungry uh if yeah. thinking back <laughs> Well, I, was a, I was a stoner so i was more like oh, we're, i don't remember eating i don't i'm like how do we do we're young though so we didn't really care i would right? go we would go to denny's i remember we would go to the raves oh, yeah. and then we had this mm-hmm. whole routine we would go to the raves and we would drive well it was like you said so we would have to sleep at this one person's house in high school whose parents mm-hmm. didn't like know what we were doing so because right. they their room was like connected downstairs to the garage so we had like this whole technique where like we would open the garage like this much and we would like be like in the army we would get down on our stomach and we would just like uh, like roll over to the side (laughs) under the door and then the brother that was four years older than us the only person with the car would pick us up and we'd have to run we'd have to put his car in neutral so nobody could hear the engine on push it as hard as we could down the hill till we were far enough away so no one could hear a car turn on boom turn it on and then we'd be off and and they were like we're in the world everyone thinks we're sleeping and we would and so and that was in santa monica and so we would come back at the end of the night the sun would come be coming up and Mm -hmm. either we would go to that there's like a denny's on like lincoln and where the 10 freeway is or we would just Mm -hmm. go down straight on pch where the beach is and just go to one of those lifeguard towers and just see the sun start to come up and you know that was that was the move and then you'd sneak back in and then fall asleep and then hear the parents at like 4 p.m like how are you guys still sleeping and we're like oh we're just tired it happens to be dark down here (laughs) (laughs) what are you guys doing like uh nothing (laughs) oh my god i think they knew something was up when i was listening to like a ron decor tape and they were like are you on drugs? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, you're listening Dude. to music that goes, you know, I was like, no, it's, it's really good. You know, like, <laughs> Dude, same, like I would wear the whole Jinko jeans and, but I started For off sure. as a groover. So, um, I What's feel like groover? Gro- groovers groover was like a baby raver. So I'm from okay. the SGV San Gabriel Valley. I live in Alhambra. I'm from Alhambra. And okay. I feel like in the SGV, it was all about like party crews. Um, yeah, party, party crews, crews I dance crews. Yeah. And so we were called groovers. We we're like baby ravers. So we would go to these high school dances that were like raves and clubs, like 
Richard Humpty Vision would DJ. There would be yeah. go-go dancers at these Catholic schools. Like the big ones were <laughs> Don Bosco, Salesian, Cathedral, all Catholic wow. schools. And they were Crazy. all like clubs. Yeah. Wow. So it would be Groovers and then it would be Rebels. And then the rebel girls were called hoochies. Sorry, problematic, but we call them hoochies. <laughs> um, and they were like the go-go dancing girls and stuff. So we'd yeah. be the little ravers. And then there'd be the rebels doing their rebel stomp. And um, it's just the whole era that uh, the ditch parties, like they would throw ditch parties starting at like <laughs> 9 a.m. No one would go to school. You'd just show up at somebody's house, uh, like a house party. Um, and then I was always too scared. I felt like I was going to get busted. Like our school, by the time I was the end of high school, I was in this like tiny high school where like no one was. Uh So like they would notice, like if you weren't in class, they'd be like, where the hell are you? You know, um, I remember the ditch parties, but I couldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. I went to high school in La Cunada, Flint Ridge and it was the same. It was like on top of a hill. So if you went down, like it, the residents would they call see the school right. and be like, the students are leaving early. Like, what? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, was- yeah, same kind of thing. Like, I went, I started off at Sam Ohi and it was massive mm-hmm. and there's a billion people and then ended up going to this tiny little school and, uh, yeah, that's where I met a lot of the people, though, that got me into raves and, and showed me Moon Tribe. I don't know if you ever went to Moon Tribe, mm-hmm. but that yeah. was we would yep. go every single month. I remember like talking my parents into letting them borrow my mom's minivan and be like, we're going to drive out to the middle of the desert. I'm going to get a hotel room at Motel 6 and like we all pile in there, drive to this dry like lake river bed you know Mm -hmm. lake dried out thing with all the cracks like you see in a movie they'd have generators and they would dj till the sun came up in the middle of the desert we and it would be a four-hour drive they'd be like pass the tumbleweed and make a left and um you know i still have friends from all that stuff yeah i don't know that was the hardest thing like the map point thing like i remember we would go to beat nonstop on melrose same thing map Mm -hmm. point but and at least that had a street this was no street this was like drive to marker 191 make a left onto the dirt road drive and they'd be like look at your mile counter and when you hit 7.2 go right at the bump and you're like yo yeah you're like which one (laughs) yeah there's no gps like we're using fucking thomas guides back then okay that's like that or you'd write Write down the directions you'd like yeah. call or I, I can't yeah we were totally it was thomas no guy GPS. had a book and thomas they would like look it up and they'd be like it'd be a like, coordinate c10 point, and yeah. you'd be like okay how do i all right like that was how did we find and those crazy raves in the I, middle of nowhere peck road they'd be like, always, Drive. yes <laughs> it was always like one friend had the car like it was yeah. never like multiple friends had cars it was the one homie i was the person Oh, you were, yeah. the, you were the driver? Well, I wasn't for a while. And then finally I got the car and I was the guy with the car. And so everyone's like, yeah. you know, hop into his car. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Um, yeah. So once I went to, once I moved up, up uh, away to college, it was a whole different thing. And it was funny because yeah. when I got to college, I'd been going to so many raves and doing all this that I was almost done with it. Like you said, I was into jungle. I was, and I wanted all that music and I was a DJ, but I didn't. 
I was kind of done with the rave scene at that point. I'd been through mm-hmm. too much. I was like, all right, yeah. I want to I want to see what like college partying is all about. And then those people are yeah. just trying things for their first times. So I'm like, I've already been right. through a lot. Maybe growing up in LA was kind of fast forward. <laughs> Hell it's yeah, crazy. I feel the same. They're like, you did what? You didn't go to school and you went to a party? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh God, what what was our life all about? Well, yeah, I know. Um, my, my kid will listen to this uh, podcast in twenty years, and then be like, "What'd you do, Dad?" <laughs> I know he's like, "I learned it from you," like that. I know <laughs> he's probably listening to me. The That's day. the thing of doing this. He <laughs> probably hears me. He's going to sleep right now, like listening to us have this conversation. I learned it from watching yeah. you, Dad. Um, <laughs> I'll show I'll show him the safe. I'm like, please just be safe. That's all I care about. Um, yeah, I guess once you become a parent, you kind of feel that now, right? I, I'm oh not a parent God. yet, but you probably feel how our parents felt when we're coming home at eight yeah. in the morning and I'm wearing like neon. And that's when my mom's like, do you go to raves? I'm like, yes, I go to raves. Like I used to lie and say, we're going to go pick up my friend's parents at the airport at 8 a.m. And then I'll be home by 9 a.m. <laughs> like, what? Like, how, where, where are you going? Yeah, it was just yeah. a whole story. You definitely realize a lot of shit when you're a parent that you're like, oh, God, I did that. I said that. Oh, God, I just want my kid to be okay. Like, that's all you yeah. care about. You just want them to be safe and, and live. <laughs> yeah. And not, not mess <laughs> themselves up. Um, yeah. But I know he'll make good decisions. Um, yeah. Well, what about... um like music organization. So I know you DJ off your vinyl, but you're also on Serato. Um, as far mm-hmm. as Serato and do you, uh, do you have any sort of technique to, for your music organization? Or are you just mm-hmm. kind of all over the place? I know certain people come on and they're very scientific and some people are like, yeah. I don't know. I go by party. So, um, okay. if it's a, if it's a, a gig, I'll just name it the gig and what that's the vibe. Like, I'm like, okay, this is the gig. And or it's my radio show. What am I? What am I going to play this month? Um, right. So I'm not super scientific. I could be way better, but um, I just go off of what I'm where I'm going to play, or you know what the yeah what the vibe is. Right. That makes sense. Um, and um, and as far as like you said, your radio show and all your different stuff. I know. I mean, you've done so many cool things. Like just on your website alone. You've got links to so many great things like this in-between mix series that you did and um, mm-hmm. that visual video mix that you did. That's really cool. Like, I feel like that's almost uh, futuristic and something you could put on Twitch that would be really entertaining yeah. in a way. I don't know how the hell you did that or what that is, but um, what's yeah. the story behind those mixes, the visual video mix, and then the other things you do? I know you have a radio show called Casual Play on NTS Radio mm-hmm. that's been going for a long time. So what's yeah. the story behind all those things? Um, <clears throat> well, Casual Play started as a podcast uh, like almost 11 years ago off of just like a USB mic and and my oh, garage cool. band. Um, I just, like I said, I love putting people onto new music and I was super into all of the LA hip hop that was coming out, John Kennedy, Polyester the Saint, all the like, um, cool kids, all that stuff. And then honor roll and then uh, all the other stuff, house music and everything. So a friend of mine, um, my friend Wiz, he would help me put it together. And I started, you know, just talking about the artists. I always want to push artist music put it into people's hands and like, you know, just support. Um, yeah. So I started doing that. And then <clears throat> I took a little time off. Like I was like, eh. and then 
I came back to it and I got an opportunity at NTS by going to London. My first oh, time wow. going to London, I was with my friend, uh, DJ Mama Bear. She had a, a guest set and we were yeah, talking to Yeah, she's great. I met her through uh, so Motown, awesome. Motown on Mondays. I think we did a night together at this place, The Ambassador in San Francisco. And I met her and Gordo, I think. And yeah, she's great. Mm, yeah, she's so awesome. Um, she introduced me to the owner and she kind of like, she CC'd me on her thank you email saying like, she is an amazing person. She knows music. You should definitely give her a show on NTS because NTS was opening up in Highland Park at the time. Um, oh, cool. They were just starting to, to, you know, book their shows. So they asked for a guest mix and I sent one and then they hit me back like, Hey, we really like it. Do you want to, do you want to have a show? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, of course I want to show, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So then I got on NTS and the visual video mix. Um, I did a mix for my friend's uh, record label called Axon Wax Records. And I really loved the mix a lot. And I was like, wow, this is like one of my best mixes. So I hit up my boy, um, Swinton. He did the, I gave him the mix and I said, hey, can, can you sync up some really cool visuals? And he made me like time code where I wanted to switch it. So it was pretty cool, you know? Wow. He gave it back to me and I was like, this is the shit. <laughs> like, this is dope. And yeah, it's I, dope. Yeah, I thought, it, I honestly was like, this is really cool. I put it on my website. I didn't know where else to put it, but I think you're right. I should probably air it on Twitch. You should. Um, it would, it's yeah. like built for that. It would be so cool, you know, just be like, this yeah. is a special thing or something put on your yeah. glow in the dark gear <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then in between came about because i made a bunch of friends on ig like international friends that were all music heads we're all music mm -hmm. heads we just talk about music all the time so i hit my homeboys up like yo do you guys want to do a mix together like we could collaborate yeah. on this mix let's call it in between because i feel like i love social media because it does promote like friendships and you meet people you can really like meet people and i know it, it could be dark and i'm obsessed with like instagram i love it you know but i'm obsessed yeah. too because i met a lot of friends on there that i have never met yet i still haven't met them we've known each other what five years or whatever mm -hmm. um so i thought why not take that relationship to a whole another platform and you know show what we talk about and what we love and so we did a mix together for my friends um my friend in tokyo amsterdam south africa and switzerland um shout out to my boys that you know collaborated with me so I w i'm always trying to think of ideas of how to spread music so that's just my way of of doing it and like i said right. creating the opportunities yeah, that's dope. That's so great. And then it's sort of transitioned into your Twitch thing, which the cool thing about Twitch too is like you said, it's teaching people how to build their own community and throw their own party the same way you were doing in real life. And you're able to mm -hmm. apply that into Twitch. And now I know you've got specific shows on Twitch. Um, what are the shows that you have right now on Twitch? What's, what's each one about? Um, so I do uh, Plur's Day, which is today. <laughs> yeah. You should up today. Um, yeah. You know, Plur is the universal rave language, peace, love, unity, respect. So it just like works on a Thursday. Um, I wanted to dedicate that era like on, on a stream. I'm like, I love yeah. jungle. I love all that music. And um, 
so I, I dedicated Thursdays to that. Tomorrow's Friday. It's the freaking weekend. I play a lot of funk. I play a lot of like just happy stuff that people are like, let's let's get it in. Yeah. It's Friday. Even though you're home, you know, even though you're home and it's yeah. COVID, I kind of want to have like people that escape feeling of like, hey, we're partying right now. Like it's 11 o'clock. Some people are at work and they're just like, yeah, I can't wait to get off and have a drink. So that's it's the freaking weekend. Sunday school is um it's open. It's all mostly open format. I do right. mon- Monday moves is funny because when I did that whole month of DJing on Twitch when I first started, yeah. I didn't know how to change the title for a long time. So it was Monday <laughs> moves for every like day. every day. They're like, you know, it's Saturday, right? I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to change it. <laughs> so we stuck with I it. I'm it. like, we're sticking with we're sticking with Monday moves. So um it's mostly me playing my records or anything new that i've gotten or you know dj sending me edits luckily now people are sending me their music and um just super juiced to like play des andres's yeah. you oh, know yeah. edits so that he good. that he sends to like scratch bastard too i'm like whoa i'm on that list yeah you know so yeah, the real the awesome. real dj list the uh, real. that's so dope the real real <laughs> That's dope. Um, and, and your emotes, I know this is getting very nerdy for people that aren't on Twitch, but your emotes um, are really dope too. How did you come up with those? Do you make them or is there somebody that does that? Um, yeah, so the homies emote I made myself. Well, you know, it's from the homies characters. Um, yeah, those I love little, those little homies. Yeah, yeah the I, best. I'm like, yo, yeah, I gotta have that as an emote. So I, you know, just went in and found it online and like sized right. it down. But all the other ones are by my my homie Jordan Yee. He goes by Yijor. Um, oh yeah, I follow his page. He, he'll like stream himself. He'll like stream himself making graphic design stuff. Right. Mm-hmm, I've watched yeah, it a so few that, times. Nice. Yeah, he's super. He's super ill. He can just think on the fly. Like he's like, wait. I think this will be cool. And I like always love it. I'm like, dude, how do you do that? I guess it's his way of, you know, super yeah. creative. Um, yeah. So he's pretty much my remote guy. And I have to shout out little Sassily. She's a mod and a bunch of really awesome channels. She's the best. Um, Four Color Zach. Yeah, she did the my Enya emote. Because, you know, I spell Spinurita with the Enya. And I always have to remind people, like, this is how you spell it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't forget the Enya on the end. So she made me, like, two emotes. And um, also, like, the Pensatucky. And just people are so nice. They're just like, what do you I know. mean? I'll make you emotes. I'm like, what? <laughs> Little Sassily is the best. Like she's such a great like supporter and just so yeah. invested in the scene for the right reasons. And so shout to her. Hopefully she's listening to this, but she's always in my channel too. And I made her a mod in there. If she, and no expectations, but like whenever she <laughs> wants to help out, it's like, so appreciated and great and and those exactly those are the kind of people i love to connect with and that i don't know if we would ever have that connection if we were only in the club because i don't know if a lot of these people like to go to the club also they live in completely different areas so um yeah. i i love it that's so cool to hear that that so, she, uh she's helping out hopefully it's something going forward i mean what do you think coming out of this like you said before you're treating this like a job you're getting more into making merch you're building up your discord you're doing your twitch streams on a very consistent basis like a tv network uh Mm -hmm. is this something you think you will continue on even when things open back up or we're allowed to dj 
Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to keep streaming um, because I might not, you know, who knows what the gigs are going to be like when they do right. open up. And, totally. um, you know, I don't mind just walking out of my, you know, room and coming back here and turning the lights on. I mean, everything's set up once you get started on Twitch. That's what people should know is maybe you have a hard time at first, but when you get everything set up, all your settings, everything looks great. Yeah. You just really power on and you go, you know? So I feel like, man, yep. if I don't have to like leave my crib, get all that anxiety of like, am I going to be late? Is there going to be parking? Like, you know, uh, what's the crowd going to be like? Who's going to bug me for requests? Like, I could just come out here and stream. And um, I was listening to you earlier, actually, on the Pioneer Twitch channel. And you were yeah. mentioning, like, I think we were already on the road to to this space, you know, yeah. as DJs, as performers. Right. Um, I didn't know anything about Twitch, but now that I do and I see the potential in it and I have a good time and I've invested, you know, I've invested. I got a new, yeah. I got the new S7. <laughs> yes, I got congratulations. The S7. Thank you. Yeah, I was on the Rain 62 and I was just ready to, you know, do an upgrade. I was looking for an, a used S9 and then the S7 came out and I wasn't sure. Yeah. I'm like, why is the name? Like, I wasn't sure what that was all about. I know. But um, shout out to Cut Corners for helping me kind of make a decision um, and what would be practical for me and what I do. Um, so I got that. And it's been like a game changer for me dude the the rain 62 the i bought it used and the faders are already kind of you know not as um yeah. not as smooth as what i have now i'm like ooh, like it's oh my just, god it's so, so nice. fun it's yeah it's so nice i'm still getting used to it um thank you for for guiding me to pioneer today and and watching you know um the the review of it and stuff and um yeah i asked your question i don't know if you were still on the stream but i asked drew he's like uh -huh. the ultimate mastermind behind all of this i mean he designed all the parts of it and he knows the ins and outs any question i have i hit him and he'll explain it like mm -hmm. way beyond you know my even comprehension i have to go back and ask him 20 more questions but i asked can because on the s11 there's a setting where you can record your mix, let's say in Serato, but tell it not to listen to the mic, which for mm -hmm. Twitch is great because you don't want to post a mix on Mixcloud and it's three hours of you like, shout to you, hype train, yeah. Biddy's in the place. So, yeah. and I saw like Scratch Bastard was doing it where he had his mic running into one mixer, like the 62, and then his mm -hmm. uh, he was recording his mix from the S11. So that's another way to do it uh, where, okay. and then both of those were going into a mixing board that went into the OBS, into the computer. And so that's a way mm -hmm. for everyone on Twitch to hear it. But he told me that the S11, the S11 can do that, but the S7 cannot do that. Um, but okay. what it can do is it can not, it can, it can not send the mic out of the booth, if that makes sense. So oh, okay. I don't know okay. if that helps, but I guess if you've, sent the booth out to a recorder and <laughs> it, it could record if you had like a little recorder it could record without the vocals and then the master could be going into twitch and you could do it so that's one technique or just get a little mixing board i guess and then like yeah you could run the microphone into the mixing board run the mixer into it and then still just record the whole mix of serato and it wouldn't hear your voice so kind yeah. of like killing two birds with one stone like you get to make a mixtape and be on Twitch.
and get yeah, your bits. I, I, you know, and and give your subscribers that premium content. You know, yeah. like I mean, premium. It, they want the premium stuff, you know, and, <laughs> and I announced today, I'm like, I got a mix coming and everybody's excited, you know, and it's just, um, keeping the energy up, the inspiration. And, um, I got a couple of things coming out soon. I have a mixtape coming out with my friend, Sean. O. um, oh. a cassette. It's going to be on cassette. That's my first like mix on a tape. Nice. Um, I remember taping stuff from the radio back in the day, you know, like taping yeah. the, the top of it and like recording like that little the wake up thing, show yeah. and yeah sure. so we're, we're doing a cassette mixtape and um you know nts is still going i got surge done on the next one next week and um oh. you know just staying on twitch and yeah I, i'll definitely be on twitch and who knows if i get out there and i i do an irl gig i'll probably stream from there too <laughs> yeah you should see chris via chris via does it every weekend now and nick bike too they'll be like mm -hmm. live from this spot you know yeah um they can't I think Chris Via at first just would do it and didn't talk to anyone. And then he somehow figured out a way to have a mic for Twitch and a mic for the club or something. Because I'm like, are you saying that stuff in the club? He'd be like, what up, Spider? Shout out to you. Okay, thanks for the bits. And I'm like, is everyone hearing this? He's like, no, nah, I just got a mic going right into Twitch. I'm like, damn, that's smart. That's tight. That's tight. Can you imagine at the club? You're like, what? What is that? <laughs> I know. But kind of dope. Get that club money and then get the extra. It's almost like someone's tipping you or something. And then the people at home get yeah. to enjoy it and see what you're going through. So it's a nice yeah. little ecosystem you can build for yourself. Why not? Uh, I mean, yeah. we don't know when things will be back to normal, but I'm, know. you know, I'm having such a good time on Twitch and um, I just thank everybody for the support. Um, thank you for having me on here. Like, I think, yeah, like yeah. I said, Twitch definitely changed the DJ game for me. I, I met, I've DJed alongside Jazzy Jeff, you know, I mean, we're on a stream, but like, I don't know if I'd ever do that in real life, you know, it would have probably That's taken huge. me longer. And yeah. And like to have all the love and support from all these DJs that I look up to, I'm like, Whoa, like, you know, you watch my shit. Like I remember, Jazzy Jeff came in. I was playing like a broken beat set and like the playlist folks came in. Um, Tasha Diggs, uh, Matthew Law, Ian Wallace. Yeah. Like, I kept seeing all these dope people in the chat. I'm like, what's happening? Like, this is cool. And then it was like, Jazzy Jeff followed you. And I was like, oh my God. Like, ah! you know, it was just super cool. Yeah. And you're like just, running I, in I circles know. in your garage. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legend, you know, and uh. like, yeah, so it's it's been really amazing, and I'm so thankful to be able to do what I love and uh, make people happy and play what I love. You know, like that's yeah. the most important thing to me is to be able to play the things I like and and have people say like, "Hey, I've never heard this, but I like it." I'm like, "Yes," yeah. you know, that's like the ultimate. And I feel you know it keeps my ego in check. Where I'm like, it's not the music, really. Like, I of course I love being a fool on camera and like having fun, yeah. but. It's the it's the feeling I get from the music and uh, from the chat when people are like, what's the song or stuff like that or helping yeah. an artist get more exposure. You know, like my yeah. dream job is to be a music supervisor and, you know, break records through putting them on in a movie or on a commercial and stuff like that. So, right. you know, it's that, you that's would be practice. you would be really good at that. I'm sure. That'd be uh, being, <laughs> uh, being, yeah, you would be a great music supervisor. I mean, you have so much knowledge of all that stuff and and being a DJ is just 
the beginning of that because it's the same thing. You're music supervising the world in front of you, you know, so to be able to do yeah. it in a TV show or a movie or something like that is amazing. Do you have any, yeah. like, things that you've learned about streaming on Twitch, um, even if in terms of trying to keep your consistency or other things you've learned that help or don't help um, for people that want to get into it or that are getting into it now? Um, yeah, definitely consistency. Uh, people will hit me up like, you're not on yet. I'm like, shit, you know, like, I know. you said 11 to 1 from, you know, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Friday. So it definitely helps to be consistent. Um, it definitely helps to be a part of the community, you know, like support yes. other streamers, show up, like chat with the folks. I mean, it's, it's right. even fun to get shout outs like, oh, shoot, like, hey, you know, yeah. it's uh, acknowledge the folks that are in your chat. That's the best. You know, I mean, it just takes a little shout out to make somebody feel good, you know, yeah, um, to make somebody feel seen. And I, I shout everyone out. I'm like, yo, what up? Yeah. Ah, you know, too. try to make everybody feel welcome um um and uh just start already you know like if you're you yeah. know overthinking it you think like i don't have the best this or that my background i don't have lighting you know just start it off and and get your friends up in there and then it just starts growing after a while i know you know sometimes it takes like a long time but mm -hmm. um if you just yeah if you just keep going it it'll work out it, it's just fun i mean it's it's been really fun so those are my tips for anybody who are thinking about it, you know, and right. to the folks who don't want to do it, that's cool too. You know, like, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Don't you know, do it. Like the, the break <laughs> is fine. Like I know some people need a break or, um, right. they're focusing on other stuff, their family staying alive, you know, like dodging probably would COVID. Be good to so. try to stay alive during this time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you're succeeding if that's the only thing you did during all of this. <laughs> so. Really? No real talk. So yeah, I mean, and just have fun, like have as much fun as you can. And, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I feel like I had so much fun just reminiscing about back in the days and learning yeah. all about your life and your influences. And uh, you just, like I said, have such a great energy around all of this, you know, even beyond Twitch, just about life and about music and about DJing and the whole culture. Um, I think people can really take a lot from that and learn from you and be inspired. And I know I am. So thank you again for coming on the show and, uh, I will thank see you. you, see you in, in the Twitch world. Yeah. Um, thank uh, you so much, spider. Like I look up to you too. So when you hit me up, oh, I was thanks. like, damn, like really, like seriously, you know, so <laughs> Oh, I really course. appreciate, you know, all the support and like the OGs coming around and being like, hey, we like your style. You know, it's it means a lot. It means a lot. So thank you. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, for sure. Everybody go follow uh, Spinorita. I think that's on every single platform. You just have that. Not DJ, just at Spinorita. And yeah. um, find her everywhere. You will be thoroughly entertained and you will leave <laughs> happier, smarter and more inspired <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> or, or you'll just be pissed off no no you'll be <laughs> <laughs> or you'll end up loving la because that's all i do is throw la's up the w's yes. or the frisco let's go. Like, 
<laughs> West Coast, baby. L.A. West all day. Coast, C.A. all day. I'm <laughs> crip walking over here now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, cool. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll see you in the internet. And then hopefully we'll see you in the real life. Maybe we'll be at a, an event together in the next few yeah. months if these numbers keep going down and we can safely yeah. say hello and I'd love that for sure. Air five. <laughs> yeah. Right, all that, cool. um, yeah. The new style of, of saying what up is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, there's always going to be those people that are going to be too much in your face, probably forever. And you'd be like, do you not You're remember like, it was COVID? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and then there's going to be people that are crazy about the whole thing. And I don't know. Someone hit me today. Like, you want to come to Texas? We're going crazy out here. Let us know. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> Yes, same here. Somebody invited me to gig somewhere, and I was like, I'm not sure. You know? Yeah, I'll I'm be like, in my what? garage for now. Yeah, I'm like, I just spent a year avoiding this thing. Like, let me get the vaccine first or something. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Well, really appreciate you coming on here. So good getting to know you better. And thank you again. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, that was great. I feel like I was smiling the entire interview. I love Spinorita. She's such a great person, great DJ, just a great person to be around. Even if it's virtually, she makes you feel good. Her, you know, entire mindset on DJing and music, I think, is wonderful and something everyone could learn from. I really appreciate her taking the time to be on this show. If you guys have some other guests, or topics or questions or things you want me to involve in the show or anything I can help you with, please hit me online at DJ Spider. You can send me a DM on Twitch or Instagram or find me on Clubhouse speaking on various things. However you find me, I am happy to talk to you. So uh, I will see you uh, out there. And as always, we drop shows every Wednesday on here. So join us next week. For more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs and shout to BeatSource for making this possible. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.